1: I am your host, Emily Benson, and I'm here to be right by your side as you make the journey through boutique land. This is episode 13, so we would normally be on a training week. I've been doing one week of training and two weeks of interviews. However, last week I interviewed leadership coach Alexandra Kovucci, and it is Such a brilliant conversation around taking personal responsibility, how to deal with Facebook groups, when to disconnect from them, when to stay in them. This conversation just had me lit up after it. And I would be remiss not to share it with you as soon as possible. And so I've modified my schedule a bit to be flexible for the fact that this interview just came along in such a great time. Uh, Alex is a mindset coach. She is really excited to work with powerful women, which I know you are, and help them bust through their limiting beliefs and anything that's really holding them back from stepping into their great power. And I can tell you, Alex and I met a few years ago, and by chance, we realized that we grew up basically down the street from each other in almost adjoining towns. Her expertise is mindset. I've been talking a lot about mindset lately in my Six Figure Blueprint group, and so I think this is the perfect time to have this interview come out because I know so many women are struggling around their mindset to be successful and to really take their business to the next level. I know you're going to love this interview as much as I did. Before we get into the interview, I want to make sure you are in the know about what's going on in my business, Stylish and Successful. Now, if you haven't liked the Stylish and Successful business page on Facebook, I want you to head over there, like my business page. I have a lot of great free tutorials, free trainings a ton of Facebook Live videos that I want to make sure that you see because those videos have literally been changing women's lives just like this podcast. I know it's changed you. I know it has changed so many other women. And so I want to make sure that you are open and ready for everything that I have coming at you, which includes my most exciting newest event, the Booster Boutique Workshop live in Dallas. So if you live in the Dallas area, I want to see your face. I want to know who's listening to the podcast. And listen, I want to help you build your business. This event is going to be held on June 13th, 2017 in downtown Dallas, Texas. And I am going to be walking you through the exact steps you need to be taking to adjust your money mindset, pull a salary from your business, and also get amazing free marketing for your fashion-based business. This event is for you if you have a boutique, whether it's brick and mortar, mobile, or online, if you have a direct selling business where you sell fashion products like Lululemon or Agnes Endora. and listen... The same principles are going to apply to you if you have any kind of wholesale product-based business. So maybe you make T-shirts, maybe you uh, make jewelry. Listen, this is going to help you too, okay? Fashion is fashion, and selling fashion is my expertise. So I want to see you there on June 13th in Dallas, Texas. You can get all the information at bit.ly slash bybdallas 17 All one word, BYB is capital, and then Dallas, capital D-A-L-L-A-S, one seven. Head over to that website, and you will see all the information. You're gonna see exactly what we're gonna go through, and that is where you can buy your tickets. Right now, only for the next 10 days until May 12th, 2017, you're gonna be able to get discount tickets, right? Pre-sale tickets, I'm offering them just for you. They're $20 off the regular price. If you want to be there in Dallas, head over there and grab your ticket because we have limited seats available for this event. And that's probably the one time I'm going to be in Dallas this entire year. So I want to see you there. Let's work on your business. Let's have you leave and feel absolutely amazing about taking on the second half of the year. I really hope to see you there. And if you have any questions, you can always email me at hello at stylishandsuccessful.com. All right, let's jump right into this interview with Alex. Here we go. Hi, Alex. I'm so excited that you're on the show. Uh, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and just let everyone know who you are and what you do.
2: Awesome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. I know we're going to have a great time. Uh, My name is Alexandra. Most people call me Alex. Uh, I'm a mindset coach, and I work with women who are really looking to step into their power and kind of up-level, right? Take the next step past their limitations so that they can achieve what they want to achieve. Uh, I work a lot with entrepreneurs because they 're usually out there changing the world as your boutique owners know uh, and and it's it 's just what I love to do so that 's that 's primarily what I do
1: awesome. so I want to start off here because I do think it 's divine timing that we 've had to reschedule our interview a few times and last night, I saw that you went live in your Facebook group and you officially decided to close your facebook group and I just want to talk about this whole shift that's happening with really businesses in general around the push, pull, and interplay between the group and the page. So do you want to give us some insight kind of around like why you decided to close it? And obviously it was hard, but you know, where did that come from? And what, I guess, what are your like emotional reasons for closing it and what triggered you to do it? And then at the same time, like, where do you feel like Facebook business is going?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Emily, great question. Um, so you know, I built, I've had, I've had my Facebook group. I had my Facebook group for about a year, uh, early 2016. Uh, and it's now grown to 1200 plus women. And it was a really amazing thing. It was a really amazing community, a really amazing place to be very engaged, very exciting. Um, and, and filled with really wonderful driven women. But I noticed a couple of things over the course of running a Facebook group. Number one, I was told in the beginning of my business that that was, um, that was the way to do things, quote unquote, to find clients. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with that. However, I also hooked onto that as truth instead of option or instead of possibility. And what that did for me was, although I loved it and I love every single woman in there, that, that put blinders on me to the the world that i could be part of and the growth that i could have and so to answer both of your questions number 1 emotionally i noticed over time i started to feel a heaviness like i was showing up and just trying to make sure every day that i was pleasing instead of serving and that's a really really dangerous place to be sometimes especially in the kind of work that i do when you please instead of serve you're always, you know, kind of putting yourself last. Uh, And I noticed it got heavy. I noticed it was something that didn't feel right anymore. It was kind of, you know, scratching on my heart for about six months before I actually decided to make the jump. But emotionally, I did it because a mentor of mine once told me a quote that I think is really helpful for anybody. Intuition is always leading you to growth and fear is always leading you to shrink and when i asked myself what it felt like holding on or letting go holding on to or letting go of the group letting go looked like growth and holding on felt like shrinking and so in order to honor the value that i have of listening to my intuition i knew that i had to step out and and let go of it in order to grow now additionally from a business perspective it wasn't um it wasn't converting the way I thought it would whether that's because I was showing up with, um, you know, internal conflict or whether that's because it just, I wasn't working it in the right way, whatever it was, it wasn't converting in the way that I wanted it to. And I, I started doing lives on my business page about four to six months ago. And I realized that not only do I love it, I started getting a, a, a further reach. I started boosting those. And I started um, I started reaching more people in the world with that method. And I also noticed one thing. Every single woman who was engaging with me in my group was also engaging with me on my page. And so it didn't really matter from a business perspective. It didn't really matter whether or not I was in my group. And since I've closed it, a lot of women have reached out and said, uh, I'm going to follow you anywhere. So so it doesn't matter where you are, you're still sharing the message. And so the, the decision for me was pretty easy from both an emotional and a business perspective in terms of grow, don't shrink.
1: I love the grow, don't shrink. That's, I'm so glad okay. you said that quote because okay. you said that on your Facebook Live last night and I was thinking how brilliant that was because I've been saying that when you hang out in your Facebook group and you feel like that's the only place you can sell, or you feel like, well, I built this thing. I've, I've built it. I have to hang on to it. But it's not working. Then you're just hiding. Like you're hiding in that group. You're not showing up in the world. And I think for product sellers, it's the same way. Like you should feel excited to tell as many people as possible about the products that are coming in, about the new things that are happening in your store. And to me, that doesn't happen in a Facebook group. It happens to those 2,000, 1,000,
2: 7,000 people that are in that group, and that's it. Right, and not to mention the, you know, I, I noticed, and for some people it's different, for some people it's very flowy and easy, but I noticed when I had the mentality and the mindset of growing my Facebook group, it felt very belabored, it felt like, how do I get more people in my Facebook group, how do I get more people in my Facebook group instead of I do something on my business page and it can reach a bunch of people, it was then how can I do a webinar on the thank you page and get people into the Facebook group so that they can go to this and they can see this live when I can just do the live and shoot it out to a bunch of people. Yeah. And so it took away a bunch of steps.
1: Yeah. And you've been telling me too, before we jumped on the recording that you've done a Facebook live and you know, boosted it for 10, $20 and reached 10,000 people. To, yeah. That's a lot bigger than your Facebook group could ever be really it's absolutely. a lot more work, you know, absolutely. So, I love that. I mean, I think, um, I feel like for product sellers, they think it's different. And I mean, you and I even talked about, you know, at what point does Facebook kind of catch on and realize what people are doing and say, oh, we don't like this. This isn't in our operating system. So we're going to kick you out. Right. <laughs> Doesn't make yeah, sense. I mean,
2: yeah. And and as we also mentioned, um, I think it's really important to always reflect and take a look at the short-term short-term steps you can take to have long-term growth. And when I looked at the short-term steps I was taking Facebook groups, that's great for short-term growth. But if you want long-term growth, you've got to also reflect on, are the short-term steps creating a compound effect mm. or are they creating a pigeonhole effect? And that's a really, really important thing. I for anybody. Love
1: that. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I feel like that kind of gets into the idea of what do you want your business to be? What do you imagine you as being a leader in your boutique business? What does that look like for you? And, you know, I feel like you have this amazing idea around self-identity and, and kind of talking about what these steps are. I'd love for you to share more about that exercise. Like, how can people stop shrinking? What does it take, right? Because, like, you can sit here and tell me, like, stop shrinking, but – A, I might not be aware of it, right? And B, how do I get out of that pattern? Because I've been doing that my whole life, or I've been doing that since I became an entrepreneur and something bad happened. And I thought, oh gosh, I have to hide or, oh no, things are never going to turn around. Like, let's give people something actionable where they can, they can really start to grow right now from this podcast.
2: Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, Emily. I'm going to give, I'm going to give your listeners two of my favorite things to do with people across the board. This is my favorite thing to do. Um, or it's my favorite way to incite quick change in people if obviously they take the steps, right? Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is, and it's some of its reflection, some of its, uh, you know, self-awareness, some of it's asking yourself certain questions, but the, the first thing that is so important for any business owner anybody period, anybody in a relationship, anybody wanting to change their body, but in this case, any business owner, the number one thing that is incredibly important is to always ask yourself, am I taking responsibility of the situation that I'm in? And now it sounds really simple, doesn't it? But (laughs) this is where I think a lot of people don't realize that they're not taking responsibility. Well, yeah, Alex, I'm taking responsibility. I'm trying to build, build my business, but where they're not taking responsibility is anytime you complain about something that's not working, you're playing the victim to it. Anytime you think, um, you know, they can do it and you can't, you're playing the victim. Anytime that you think your past story means that's the future, you're playing the victim. You're playing the victim to the past, you're playing the victim to the situation, you're playing victim to the other person, whatever it is. And so for business owners, it's really, really, really important to say to ask yourselves, you know, where in my life, number one, what have I complained about in the last four weeks, right? Even like a messy house, you'll notice, you can see this, this, uh, this muscle of responsibility. If you notice, people will say, oh, my house is so messy, I hate it. That is not taking responsibility. And instead of saying, you know, my house is really messy, can I hire someone to clean it? Can I spend an hour cleaning it? How do I take charge? Now, it sounds, again, so mundane, but what that does is that starts training your brain to look for solutions instead of dwell on problems. And when you're looking for solutions, you're going to find them. Our reticular activating system looks for what we're focusing on. So if you're looking for problems, you're just going to pile them on. Oh, 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 this sucks. This sucks. If you're looking for how you can be the most responsible and where you're not taking responsibility, you will start looking for solutions. And then when you look for them, you find them. And then things start to flow and you start to wonder, what's going on? Why is this working so easily? And it's a really, really powerful thing. So I would say to anybody listening, number one, ask, ask yourselves what situation, person, or story you feel like you've been letting have power over you. It's a really good way to ask it. Ooh, yeah. Jeez. And yeah, that's, the, that's always the first step. What have I been letting have power over me? And from there, you can kind of dive in and ask yourself what you need to do to take responsibility for it.
1: Yeah, the personal responsibility thing. I mean, I know my dad talks about it all the time in his weird music. Like, People these days don't take responsibility for themselves, you know? And when it comes to your dad, it's like, okay, dad, like, whatever, um... Right. So, but I think he has a point. Like, I think you, I know you have a point here where, you know, it, it is taking personal responsibility over our weight, over our relationships, over our, uh, over the decisions we make for our lives, whether that's personal or business. Like, if you're over overweight, yeah. yeah. Like, if you're overweight and you think, I'm, this is never gonna change, this is how I am, this is who I am, you know, I think it's so powerful. One of the things I recently started doing was like just imagining myself looking different looking what I want like this is what I really want to look like and so I'm just imagining that and I'm saying how can I take more so I can eat healthier I can go work out I can also just feel better about myself and put on like clothes that help me feel good. And, and to me, that has been one of the biggest shifts around taking responsibility because I'm good at the career thing. <laughs> I don't probably need to do less, but like with my, my body image has been totally screwed up in the past couple of years because I, I went down the entrepreneur, like, Oh, I work too hard and don't take care of myself path. And so right. this year has been all about me being like, Nope, you know what? I'm going to, I hired a trainer. I have someone that helps me cook. I have a Chinese medicine doctor who I see. And to me, just doing those things in the past four months, I I look different. I know I look different. I know I feel different. And I'm so much more confident. And I think that was the first step was saying, the way I look is taking control over who I am and how I feel about myself. And so I need to make changes. Let me slowly make those changes. And now I'm like, oh, if I don't go to the gym, I'm like, I gotta get over there. It's fun. You know, it yeah. becomes like a really power it becomes an empowering situation at the end, you know? Right. And and
2: and responsibility works like that. It feels like it feels a little uphill in the beginning. And your victim mind wants to be like, no, listen to me. But when you work it as a muscle, you start to you start to embody it. And you know, for anybody listening who's like, well, you know business or health or whatever. Well, I don't have money to hire a trainer. Or I don't have this or I don't have that. Number one, you can always take responsibility for what you think. So like I don't have money to do things. Take responsibility for that thought and say, how can I make money or how can I find a way to invest in my health or in, a way to invest in my business, right? So that's taking responsibility, looking for a solution. Um, or even just taking responsibility for The way that we say things, the way that we, the way that we uh, feel about things, the way that we envision things. So you can do it from a very small scale, up to a big scale, like you're saying. I'm hiring people to help me. This is me taking responsibility, and so there's a lot of different levels on which you can do that, and it still all has that big compound effect. Oh gosh, I mean that whole self-identity piece of it too.
1: I find that there's a lot of women, I'd say most women, to be honest, had a thought when they were zero to 20 years old. I want to own a store. I want to have a store. I want to have a boutique. I love fashion. I love clothes. I love home goods, whatever it is. I want to have this as part of my life. And they have so much trouble imagining themselves in that actual role, right? And so it's really hard for them to figure out how to take the steps. Where do they go next? But deep down, like, I find that most boutique owners know they are meant to be doing that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. so the, the identity is there, but how do they actually, like, I know you have this great steps of, these great steps of melding who you believe you are with who you want to be. Like who, how do you get there? Because I know I have big dreams. You have big dreams. People listening have big dreams it's really hard to think about those big dreams sometimes without that victim mode coming in or without that. Oh my God, that's hard mode coming in. You know, how would you help people kind of, they imagine themselves as a boutique owner. How do you help them get to that level? If
2: let's say they're still in their nine to five or either a stay at home mom, something like that. Absolutely. Great question. Um, and, and I'm glad you brought this up. This was the second point I was going to share with you guys anyways. Um, so one thing that I always take my clients through and um, is is very, very powerful, especially if you live from this place is uh, this this identity shifting exercise that I do and I'll give you kind of a, a little roundabout of it um, and some powerful things that you can start doing so most of us know that when we build a business or when we set a goal, we want to work backwards right All of my really, really intelligent business friends are, say, set a goal, work backwards. How can we get there? What are the steps? What I have found, however, is that not a lot of people ask that of themselves emotionally. And what that means is when I get those things, so, okay, I've got the business plan. I've got all that stuff. We've got to recognize that whenever we reach any goal, we are a different person now because we've gone through different experiences, right? And so this this blueprint is really important for business, we know, but also saying, who will I be when I get what I want? So let's say for a boutique owner, who will I be when I am selling X amount of product per month or-, or Like $10,000 a
1: month. $10, 000, I love to give that as That's a pretty high- Perfect. You're doing good. Yeah. Right. So
2: they're at zero or starting or whatever. Yep. Who will I be when I'm selling 10,000 per month? Now if you notice, you think to yourself, yeah, I'll be really happy. But if you go a little further, you'll realize there's a whole different person to connect to, and what I mean by that is, who will you be in terms of what will you be thinking? What actions will you be taking? What what will you be feeling? How will you wake up in the morning? What will your stress levels look like? What will your um, morning routine look like? How will you treat your family, your spouse, your partner? what will you eat? How will you eat? Because the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. And so when I work with clients on this, you know, I've, I've talked to women before who are trying to make 10 K months and they've said, uh, I'll give you a great example. I, I did this exercise with a woman who was struggling in her business and she was talking about 10 K, 10 K, 10 K. And I asked her, let's go through this exercise. And we did. And we uncovered as the 10 K woman she would show her partner more love because she wouldn't be as stressed out about her business. Now, what we did was I said, great, your blueprint now is show your partner more love today. Eat better today. Do this today. Take this risk today. And she hit her 10 gay month just a couple weeks later. And so by shifting your identity and saying, who will I be as the woman selling 10000 a month in my boutique? you'll start to notice, you'll see, you'll see risks that you will have taken, or you'll see how you handle what boundaries you'll be setting. or Because we all want to identify with that woman, but we think we have to wait to get there to be her. But it really always works backwards. We've got to be her to get there. And so tap into who that would be, whatever goal you're trying to reach right now. Who would you be when you get there? And then set that blueprint and work backwards how would I eat? How would I sleep? What boundaries would I set around my business? Who would I hire to help me? Would I need an assistant? Would I need a coach? Would I need this? What would I invest in? Um, How would I treat my partner, my spouse, my kids? And start doing those things now. Implement one or two or three or as many as you want. And you'll start to notice you become her. And when you become her, you receive what she receives.
1: I just got chills. Oh my gosh, it's so true. It's Mm -hmm. so true, and I have totally been practicing that for a while. And I find that if I look back at pictures of myself, I look back at even when I honestly try to connect with the woman who ran the fashion track, I don't know her very well. Mm. I don't remember her that well. I know what she did. I know what she accomplished, but I am such a different person than five years ago, three years, even two years ago. I'm such a different person. And I think that's because I knew there was something more. I knew that there was other things I want. You know, I started to imagine that woman who, you yeah. on stages and wrote books and inspired lots of people. Um, and I think, you know, it's so good that you can give us this exercise because it is important to start doing that stuff now rather right. than saying, when I do X, I will get Y.
2: It's, right. it's not... It's not parallel like that. Right. And these are two of the main muscles I like to build with my clients. And, um, and I would, I, in my opinion, these are very foundational muscles for reaching any kind of success that you want. And so the reason I wanted to give you guys these muscles today is because upon these, you can build anything, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. instead of looking at this little area or this little area, this little area, when you set this foundation of I am responsible for everything in my life. And I'm always looking for solutions, and I'm gonna operate as the woman who already has what she wants. You can build anything on top of that, and it can look however it looks and however you want it to look. And there's a lot of variation, right? A lot of architecture, different architecture on top of the same foundation, and it can be really, really powerful. Wow. You are
1: a very powerful woman yourself. Thank you. I would love, I know there's gonna be women who this resonates so deeply with. So, how can we follow you? Where do you live online? You're not in your Facebook group anymore. I'm so. Facebook group anymore. <laughs> how can I find you and be more inspired by you? Is, is what my listeners are saying into my
2: ear. I can hear them. How do we find you, Alex? Absolutely. Yeah, you can either find me at my website, alexandracavucci.com. Uh, you'll see how to spell my name wherever you post this. And uh, you can also find me at my business page, facebook.com forward slash alexandracavucci. And I will be spending a lot of time there. A lot of time on my website, and uh, those are the places to go to find me.:
1: I love it, and I mean, your whole thing is like living in this staring life, living getting in touch with your emotional blueprint, which is what you just basically told us the foundation for, right? Yeah. And you have programs and coaching and courses all around how to do this. so if someone is struggling with these exact problems, you would be a really
2: great resource to reach out to and, and work with.: Absolutely, and, and furthermore, I love this beyond a shadow of a doubt and my favorite thing to do is work on this stuff with women who know they're powerful and are just holding themselves back. So I love it and uh, and I'm, I'm more than happy to share it with anybody who wants, who wants a little piece of it. I mean, I would even like to share with our
1: listeners that Alex was the woman who helped me get confident and get excited and actually name the six-figure blueprint, the six-figure blueprint course Mm. back in August, we had lunch and, you know, Alex lives in Massachusetts, very close to, we grew up very close to each other. And, you know, you were the one who really stood by me and said like, you have to do this, Emily, like, this is your time. You are so excited about this. Like what's holding you back? And, you really challenged me to step into this power
2: of, of being in a killer boutique coach. So thank you for that. And oh, thank you for telling me that. That means a lot to me. And I remember that conversation vividly and it was, it was a very, very special one.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember just having that. And then I, I was in the kitchen or the bar and I rolled out this big piece of paper and I had a marker and I was going nuts. And I remember texting you the pictures and being like, what you, do you say? I run Facebook ads and, It was just, I mean, when you find someone else who gets you and who can push you and support you in the way that you do so many women, it's just, it's beautiful to find that in a friendship. And I I cherish like our connection and our our friendship so much.
2: Oh, likewise. Absolutely. I've loved watching you step into this power and I love that you have this podcast and are doing this and so many more things. Yeah, right. (laughs)
1: Well, so let's wrap up. Let me ask you, you are a pretty plain Jane gal. I know you're like got your uniform down, right? Like Alex, is a I'm working on hair. it. I'm working on it. I'm going to need your help at some point, but I'm working <laughs> on it. I feel like though you have like your look, which I totally appreciate, right? You're right. <laughs> but what is something that you have bought from a boutique that was like your favorite thing you've ever, ever gotten in a boutique?
2: Well, it's probably going to be in line with my, my plain Jane style, but I actually got, um, it was like this really high end, high quality, like couple hundred dollar, um, what is it, crew neck sweatshirt? Ooh. And yeah. just like super soft, super, super delicious and amazing. And it's so simple, but the quality was on point with what I wanted. I wear it all the time. I wear it to bed. I wear it during the day. I wear it all the time. It's my favorite crew neck sweatshirt and it's just my favorite piece. So simple, but elegant for me. And you pay it a couple hundred dollars for it, which for some of my boutique owners
1: listening, you can charge a couple hundred dollars for a good quality. (laughs) Yeah. I saw it. I
2: knew I had to have it.
1: Yeah. Boom. Good product always sells, right? Absolutely. So what is the one thing, I mean, we've talked about the most amazing things today but if anyone just wanted to like pull something out of this conversation what would you really want that to be
2: i would want that to be if i could distill it down into a phrase or a little a little something for people to take would be take responsibility to live your life before you die and feel that life while you're alive because Mm -hmm. i think living and doing the things that we want to do before we run out of time is so important, but also being in those things while we're doing them kind of creates that synergy. So that's what I would say.
1: Amazing. Another amazing interview. God, you're so amazing, Alex. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's been such an awesome time to be here.
0: Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head
2: over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more.